So today we're being interviewed. We get a lot of questions about our transition of our brokerage, what went well, what went wrong. So today the interviewer is going to be asking us a lot of the questions that she has or that we receive in hopes to help other people who are thinking of making a transition over to real, either as an individual team or brokerage. We'll give the good, the bad, the ugly, everything we've learned, everything we know, and everything we can advise about moving your brokerage over to real. So what made you choose real? For me, the the brokerage owning a brokerage was probably one of the um, it was probably one of the biggest achievements of my life. Like doing it together with Joe, building something, building a team, and then building a brokerage that we actually built from a small team where we had one buyer's agent, and that buyer's agent was myself, and Joe was the team leader. To be able to build that into a brokerage that we the first brokerage grew to over 300 agents, the second brokerage grew to. 140 agents and then to be able to look at something that that we had built that was that great and brought me that much happiness to be able to move it to real was a big it was a big scary moment in my life and I think for my like as far as why I was willing to do that was what real offered and it was it was leadership you always talk about like people talk about leaders and they talk about having the comfort and the confidence to make those moves. But for me, the leadership at Real was tested. The people that had invested in Real and the company were people that had invested in other multi-million and billion dollar companies that had all succeeded. And so there was a, a comfort level knowing that we were going, that we were hitching our, our wagon to a really a good ship. Building our, bro our brokerages were our babies. Um, and I know a lot of other brokerage owners who have, we've helped three or four other brokerages move over to Real. I know they feel the same way. Like there's so much pride and passion behind a brokerage that you built. I think for us, it was, it was as he mentioned, leadership, a meeting uh, Tamir, Pritesh, Sheila, like the leadership group at, at Real helped, but also the, the economic system, like the uh, Real allowed us in theory to do a lot of things that we couldn't do. So we had the confinement of our four walls of our office. We had the confinement of our state licensure in Nevada. And we've always built and collaborated outside of Nevada, but only in a coaching format. Where now we're able to we we're able to collaborate with agents from across all of North America without any licensure issues. We're able to have teams in other states without any licensure issues. So I think initially it was the leadership and it was the opportunity that was special to us. Okay. So with this change, there had to have been some victories and mistakes. Can you elaborate on what those would have been? Yeah, so our initial theory was we, we transitioned with 90 agents and we ran the economic models and we thought if we stay at 90 agents at real, we're going to lose money from what our brokerage was before. So it wasn't uh, swap to swap where owning our brokerage with 90 agents and transitioning with 90 agents was the same amount of profitability at both. So our goal was we figured 50% growth would get us back to where we were as brokerage owners. So our, our initial goal was we at least have to get to 140 agents. If we could really double and get to 180 agents, then it would be a victory. We did that in the first 60 days. And so like that was a huge victory was to not lose money. We grew pretty fast. When we joined the company, there was about 1800 agents, but even now there's still only 7,000 agents. So the opportunity is massive. So that was kind of one of the big victories for us was getting to a point where we never lost any money. So we were, we were prepared to lose for a year and it ended up being in our first year, we four to five X 
in revenue share what we were profiting in brokerage ownership. So not only was it not a loss, it was a massive victory. So that was a big victory. We made a lot of mistakes. I think we did our best to explain it to our agents when we made the change. We recognized later on that the reason why our agents followed us was because they trusted Taylor and I, not because we did such a good job explaining the real broker ecosystem. So I think going back, we may have slowed down the process a little bit, not in our launch, but at least jam packing our days, explaining to agents why we we're making this change. So we we learned big lessons along those lines. Well, and, and one of the, the mistakes that, that we made, it was a mistake we made, but it was also, we didn't have, we didn't have a Joe and Taylor at the time. But so one of the things that I think we probably did, Joe was all in, he was committed. I was all in, I was committed, but we still were a little bit cautious with, with our agents feeling like, is this going to work? Is this going to be a, you know, somewhat of a gamble to take a brokerage that we had built from the ground up that was really successful and to transition it to something that was, that was new. And so at the time we didn't have anybody to reach out to and say, Hey, you've got a brokerage you made the move, what was it like? And so it was really a jump into the dark, into dark water. And looking back on it, I think I think we probably could have jumped a little harder with our agents explaining right. all the benefits rather than taking, you know, taking a that softer approach. Because at the time we were just straight Googling names at, at Real, trying to find anyone with any semblance of a business like ours. So when we brought our 90 agents over, we were the largest brokerage to convert over to Real to date. Since then, we've helped other brokerages uh, with larger agent count than ours make that same transition. There were mistakes made there as well. So it's been a process of learning, but like to, to what Taylor said, we've been able to, one of the things that's been super rewarding over the last year is we've been able to walk people through the process as mentors saying like, hey, here's what we did with our agents. Here's how it worked for us. Here's some mistakes we've made. So helping those other brokerages go through that same process we wished we would have had a Joe and Taylor when we made our switch. There just wasn't anyone that could even relate to what we were going through. So I think both of us have really enjoyed that process of having other brokerages or large teams reach out to us to say, hey, can we pick your brain on, on what went right, what went wrong, and how you would advise us to do it? And I think that's the brilliance of the ecosystem is it's it's peer-to-peer -peer mentorship and, and brokerage to brokerage mentorship. Yeah, and one other comment on that, it because because we were jumping into the dark, we spent like three months due diligence, like meeting with the executives, meeting with like Googling and just doing a ton of running spreadsheets and meeting with our CPA and meeting with, with other CPAs and just figuring out what the cost would be. So we spent like three months of just hardcore every day, deep diving in to see if this would work. Because of that knowledge that we gained, we've been able since that time to help onboard brokerages bigger than our own in as little as like two and a half weeks mm -hmm. because we already had the information the spreadsheets like here's what's going to hurt here's what's going to go really well here's how to present this to your agents your team and here's here's what it looks like a year down the road and because of that i think it, it was a it was a challenge and it was hard but it's become just a, a huge benefit going forward well and i think one thing that we we both have agreed hindsight's always twenty twenty we would have made this switch even if none of our agents followed us. Now, what we know, obviously we love our agent partners and we're so glad they did come with us. But I think about I, in, in Florida, when you're in Key West, Florida, there's the southernmost part of the United States and there's, a, there's a, a big monument there for it. And you know that a few miles away is Cuba, 30, 40 miles off the Florida right, coast. 91, I think. 91 miles off the Florida coast. There are people who convert old cars into boats just to get from... Cuba to America because America is the land of opportunity. 
I firmly believe that like we would have done what, knowing what we know now, we would have done whatever we had to do to be a part of this ecosystem because it's so far superior as an ecosystem to owning your own brokerage. It's hard to get people to see that sometimes because of the pride in, in, in owning your own brokerage and things like that. But, but we've had people reach out to us now and say like, hey, I want to convert my brokerage of 100 people over, but I don't want to lose a single person. And it's it's been fun, but still challenging to say like, hey, even if everyone leaves you, this is still a massive victory for you. And so seeing some of those people then come over and what we've traditionally seen is 70 to 80% adoption rate. So if somebody has 100 agents in their brokerage, they can count on probably 70 to 80 of them coming with them, maybe 10 to 20 of those individuals saying like, I'm just gonna go find a cheaper place to be. But still, even if the adoption rate was 20% or 30%, like even if 100 turned into 50, it would still be a massive victory because it's really the, the ecosystem that provides for explosive growth that doesn't exist in a small brokerage model or even a franchise model that would be worth making the switch for. You guys have spoken about how you've helped brokerages change over to real. Um, how have you helped teams? So the brokerage conversion is the hardest conversion. We had brokerage accounts, brokerage licenses, like converting a brokerage is the hardest thing to do. Still super worth it, but, but hard. Teams are a little bit easier. Uh, we've seen, depending on the ecosystem that people are in, like some teams Keller Williams, for example, their agents are used to paying a split to their team leader and paying a cap to their broker. The easiest teams to come over to real are either agent teams that are at eXp or that are at Keller Williams because those teams are used to that ecosystem. We've, we've seen some challenges with teams converting from the transaction fee model because their agents are used to just paying a split to their team leader and paying a transaction fee to their brokerage. But we've helped both. I think all in all, it's a victory because at Reels core, it is a hyper entrepreneurial environment. So in a traditional real estate team, you have the team leader who's an entrepreneur and you will have the team members who to some degree are trading commission check for th their time. When they come over to Real, all of a sudden, not only is the team leader an entrepreneur, but now each of those agents views themselves as a hyper entrepreneur who can attract their friends or, or people in other markets or whatever and begin to generate residual income. So uh, teams are where I, I love converting brokerages, but, but seeing teams make the switch, it's like the light bulb goes off, not just on the team leader, but their team members fall in love with the concept because it's no longer the big brokerage, the big team leader, and then me as an agent who sends money to both. It becomes the, the ecosystem that is the brokerage, the team leader who's now a partner, and then the agent who is a hyper entrepreneur, yes, working on a team and closing deals, but also building a network for themselves and building residual income for themselves. And so I think that's one of the things that's excited me the most about teams. Yeah, yeah great breakdown. And for us, we, we, at our core, we are a team. Like Joe and I started the Joe Taylor Group back in 2005. And everything that we've done since then, that has been the little engine that's, that's made us grow. So teams is where we excel. And I think what I've been most excited to see the difference between, well, the difference between a team and broker, Joe did a good job explaining, but what I've seen with a team is just the power like that exists at real. The excitement, like the, the, uh, the ecosystem, the culture, 
the ability for a team to come over here brand new and to have all of the design material, to have the software, to have the transaction management, to have the CDA where they can show all the numbers exactly what each team member gets on a breakdown. And also the app, like the, the real app has made, for us running a team, it has made, it's just to be able to do every single thing from your phone and not even have to worry about getting on the desktop computer or any paperwork has been amazing. But I think too, the, um, the team structure, just being able to, to know the, the splits, like there's a different split from a team, from an independent agent to a team agent. And Joe and I have gotten really good at that. The one thing too that, uh, that Joe's done a great job at is actually going to different markets, meeting with team leaders, meeting with the entire team and explaining all of this thing in a very detailed, organized way that's easy to, for people to understand and to take away some of that fear of the move. So how does physical space fit in a virtual model such as real? Yeah, so I think one of the challenges with this model is people think virtual office and then they think of 300 agents packed into a WeWorks with no broker support, nobody, like, nobody there to help them. We are firm believers in the brick and mortar model. And so for us, it was easy to convert our office we had for our real estate brokerage into an office we have for our team and for our network at Real. So one of the advantages a brokerage owner or team leader has who already has physical space is to keep their physical space and use it as a way to attract agents who Agents are attracted to the virtual model. They're attracted to revenue share. They're attracted to stock ownership. But there's this misnomer where they think that by having that virtual model, you no longer have physical space. So one of the greatest advantages is if someone has physical space and they come into this ecosystem, it's almost like rocket fuel for their network growth because now they don't, an agent doesn't have to choose between virtual and brick and mortar. They get all the benefits of virtual with the constancy or the, the comfort of being able to walk into a physical office and talk to people. Yeah, and I would say for a team that needs space, a team that currently has space with their broker that's leaving and joining Real, they're paying something. Like any, any team that's with a brick and mortar company is paying something for that space. And so when they leave to come over to Real, the amount that they're gonna save on their commission splits, the amount that they're gonna save on transaction fees, and the amount that they're gonna make in all the ancillary revenue streams is gonna far more compensate for the cost of brick and mortar than what they were paying their old broker. And finding office space in today's market is, is super easy. Commercial's getting softer, there's tons of space. It gives you the opportunity to either partner up with an existing real office and, and get space from them, or just, just find space in the perfect area, the perfect building, like whatever you want, and just, just lease it that way. But the cost that you save from coming over to real, it, far, it overcompensates for whatever that physical space would be. Um, for somebody who's really considering the move over to real, how would you sum up the benefits and what they should, should consider? I would ask myself, am I comfortable with a single source of income, which is the commission that comes from the selling of a house, as the way to feed my family in the future? I would evaluate why I, how I got to where I am, whether it fits me, and whether it fits my future. And so what I love about Real is there's like nine ways to make money. So you get your commissions, you get revenue share, you get stock ownership, you get uh, splits if you're running a team, you can, you know, Real now has title and mortgage. And so there's so many different ways to create income with Real. 
I am uncomfortable, I would be uncomfortable with a single income source as a real estate professional. Like if, if the only time I can feed my family is when I open a door or write a contract, I'm not comfortable with that. And so if someone's on that tipping point, whether they're a, t a brokerage, a team or a solo agent, I would just tell you that the ecosystem that exists at real is the greatest ecosystem in real estate. There is not another option for you or, or a better option for you out there. The traditional brokerage model is broken. So if you're running a traditional brokerage model, you know the tug of war between yourself and your agents. If you're trying to increase your profitability, you're taking it from your agents. If you're an agent at a traditional brokerage model, you know that when your brokerage tries to increase their profitability, they take it out of yours. They raise the transaction fees, they raise the splits, whatever it is. I'm so happy to be out of that game. Like for us, our game, our profitability is tied to collaboration. Our profitability is tied to working with other real estate professionals across North America. So if we're struggling with something here in Vegas, we have partners in California, Utah, Arizona, Toronto, Canada, Washington, DC, Oklahoma, wherever that we can say, hey, is anyone dealing with the same issue and how are you overcoming it? So not just from an income position, but I would just be uncomfortable being on an island, especially in the economy as it sits today. What it, what it was for me, I remember sitting in a math class in like 1993 and having a math teacher tell me if I invested a hundred bucks a month and I did it every month at that age, by the time I was 65, I'd have like $250 million in the bank <laughs> or something crazy. And I remember hearing that same thing again when I was in my 20s, like invest this much a month and like by the time you retire, you'll have $50 million. And then I heard it like in my early 30s, well now I'm in my 40s and I know that that ship is sailed and there's no way I can invest $100 a month and like have $50 million. When I saw real and when I saw the income potential and when I saw what you can build, especially if you have a team or a brokerage, I literally right now at this stage of my life and my stage of career can take everything that I've already built up as a successful realtor and as a successful broker, team leader, team owner, broker owner, and put all of that into a vehicle that will get me to that multi, multi, multi million dollar retirement thing. And it, we just found out literally this week that RevShare, which is a, a way that you can produce and earn income here at Real, is now willable. So I can now create something by doing the work that I'm already doing and create revenue streams that can now be passed on to my children or to my spouse if I, you know, if I pass away. So I love, I love the income potential. I love the ability to create a legacy and to build wealth. And I love the people that are running this company, that they're so passionate, they care so much about the people that they're willing to give up a, a revenue stream that would, you know, typically it would just go straight to them when somebody died and their profit profitability would go up but they're willing to give that back to the agent. That tells me a lot about who it is that we've, you know, that we've hitched our wagons up with. All right, we did our best to answer every question that comes at us or that we could think of. If we failed and did not answer something you're curious about, the easiest thing in the world, Joe at joetaylorgroup.com or Taylor at joetaylorgroup.com. Either one of us are happy to hop in and help you. If you are looking at this business model, you're intelligent. If you join this business model, you're brilliant. And so if you have any questions, hit us up. We'd love to talk.